0: Hello and welcome to the Stuff I Heard podcast. This is your host Joshua Peak. Hello and good morning, and thanks for listening. This is uh, the Stuff I Heard podcast, and I am your host. Uh, <clears throat> today happens to be Wednesday, episode one fifty one, um, October the sixteenth. Wow, we're halfway through the month. How about that? Time flies and you're having fun, baby. So anyway. I'd like to thank everybody for uh, checking in and, uh, you know, got a little bonus episode out there with uh, Danny McWilliams, the host of his own YouTube channel and Instagram, stuff I kind of care about. Uh, I watched a couple of his episodes that he's put up lately. He's doing, he's constantly putting out content, which is great. I told him, I said, you just keep doing what you're doing, man. Just keep putting out content and people will find you, especially if you're doing anything interesting. He has a a great ability to talk to the camera and he has a great ability to want to include the audience. And, you know, he's open to discussion and and, and advice and stuff like that. So, you know, be kind to him if you reach out to him, uh, check him out and just say, hey, you know, kind of dig what you're doing and tell him Josh sent you. Say, hey man, Josh sent me to this channel. Pretty cool. Um, He's going to be getting into, right now he's doing some some sewing projects, but he's going to be getting into, uh, some blacksmithing at some point here. Uh, there's going to be a lot of cool stuff coming up. I think he's going to be putting out content on a regular basis. And Hey, listen, I talked for a long time about building community <clears throat> and I got excited watching his videos. I was like, here we go. He's doing it. He's, he's, he's doing the legwork. He's doing the thing that most people don't do. He's doing the actual you know, day to day things, the let's begin, let's, let's make this happen. Let's, let's actually put out some content. Most people are just intimidated. They don't, they don't want to put in the legwork. They don't want to try. They don't want to, I don't know. What if it don't work? What if, you know, listen, I I can't tell you that I didn't have those fears in the beginning too, but you just sort of go with it. You just sort of put out content. You just sort of, you know, admit to yourself, Hey, listen, listen, I got to talk to the camera. I got to talk to an audience. I got to talk to you, you guys. Y'all are watching. Y'all are spending your time. I might as well make it interesting, right? If you're listening to me on a podcast right now, you're probably driving down the road. I know a lot of guys I work with. Check this out. And uh, hey, all my crew I work with, I appreciate every one of you. Hope you guys are doing well. Be safe out there. I know it's tough. I know it's tough. Fight the ghosts, man. They're out there they're trying to get you to go to sleep. Don't do it. Stay awake. Um So listen, let's talk about something that that I've been sort of, you know, glazing over here and I haven't really <clears throat> gotten into, but I wanted to. Sometimes it's all about timing. Sometimes you you have to to source out what you want to say or, you know, put some thought into it or put some research into it or sometimes it's all about, you know, possibly waiting for somebody else to be on the podcast with you to talk about it. And, um, I've had a guy on the podcast before, uh, Jan Vadraska, and, uh, Jan is, uh, he's very interesting guy, very fun to talk to very, um, very worldly in his views. And, uh, we've lived an amazingly different life for most of our lives to now end up working together and, I find him fascinating. Like, I, I just love talking to the guy. He's, he's such an upbeat guy and he's, he has traveled the world. He has a different view about things. He speaks multiple languages. You know, I, I often question him about, you know, when you sleep, do you, is there certain languages that you dream in or does it because you've been in America now and like it's English, like the main language you speak or is there, there are moments where you go back into your, you know, you, the, the, the language you first learned, you know, do you go back to Russian and, and suddenly dream in Russian or, You know, what, what, how is that? You know, and he's like, I never really thought of it that way. It's kind of interesting. I need to, I'll think about it and let you know. I'm like, all right, cool. So anyway, one of the fun things about Jan is he enjoys, um, (laughs) he enjoys talking about and listening to people talk about aliens. One of the first times I ever rode with him on a truck, um, he goes, check this out. I found this cool radio show and we were flipping channels and all of a sudden we're listening to some guy. Um, and it was sort of like, it reminded me of when I was a kid listening to Dr. Demento, uh, come up with funny, you know, songs, really strange songs. But this was like people's call in radio show thing of, of how they've had alien encounters. And this was person after person calling into this radio show and talking about how they've had an experience with an alien. That particular morning we heard a guy talking about, he was farming and an alien picked him up off his tractor and took him off to somewhere else and, and, uh, you know, probed him and, (laughs) <laughs> and the whole time we're listening to it, Jan's just cracking up. He's just like, "I love these guys, man. They're so great." <laughs> and, and I was like, "Okay, either he finds humor in the fact that people are stupid, or he's he's loving the fact that people are telling their story, and everyone else seems to laugh at it, and it makes him happy." And I'm not sure which was the case, but I I enjoyed his his happiness in the whole thing. Um. I was hesitant in the beginning to even talk about aliens with him, but I was, but as you're we riding around and I started talking to him about it and, and Jen, you know, you ask little questions. You're like, you know, so do you, you know, kind of believe, you know, maybe something else out there. And that's kind of the, the, you know, get your foot in the door of the conversation kind of deal. And so, you know, he's, we start talking back and forth and I'm going to have him on the podcast and we're going to do an alien podcast and we're just going to, I've already told him, I said, listen, I want to, I want you to to listen to this stuff. I, I sent him a couple of, uh, podcasts to listen to, um, both of them with Joe Rogan. Um, one of them with, uh, with Dan Aykroyd. I've talked about that on here before. And another one that just came out not long ago, uh, with, uh, commander David Frazier from the U S Navy, um, And I was like, I want you to listen to these and let's talk about it. Let's, let's get on there. Let's get weird. Let's, you know, let's talk about it. I mean, seriously, I'm, I'm in like, I don't believe there's a little green man. I don't believe that, that anything that would have that kind of advanced technology would be humanoid and show up and be like, Hey, take me to your leader. No, listen, if we found another civilization of people somewhere or life form somewhere, let's just, let's take the people part out of it. Let's just say there's another being out there that we discover. Oh wow, look, there's a being. We're not going to show up and be like, Hey, we're from earth. No, we're going to investigate, right? We're going to use drones. We're going to have planes that fly by and maybe take pictures. We're going to try and hide in the clouds or or hide in the ocean or something like that. And we're going to like observe and take in data and figure out, all right, do we even want to make contact? Because if you have that kind of advanced technology to be able to go to another planet and investigate, you would think you also have the technology to either wipe them out, either on purpose or by accident. Let's say you have some weird space bug, some weird, you know, like the like the pilgrims who came to America and suddenly gave everyone black plague and, and you know, tuberculosis and whooping cough and stuff like that. There's different diseases that different people carry. And, and, you know, because of that, like when we discover uh, a new tribe that lives in the Congo or something like that, we go, mm, let's not interfere in their lives because we can really disrupt their whole world. They're Aborigines in Australia, we just, we we try not to mess with their whole environment. It's like, let's yeah, just not, let's not disturb any of that if we can. And listen, I know that they have. I know that they've done horrible things to those people. And I'm not talking about that right now. I'm just saying, if we were to investigate the the least amount of interaction that we have, the better. Okay, so let's just imagine. Okay, I'm not I'm not asking you to believe right now, but let's just imagine that there is such a thing as an alien, uh, which by definition is just something other other than what we know. Okay, something other than what we know. Right now, we perceive that the. The world is round. Hopefully you believe the world is round. If you don't, come on. This is 2019. (laughs) Anyway, uh, let's just, let's accept that the world is round, okay? And we believe that gravity pulls us down and that the sun, you know, is out there and we go around the sun and all that stuff, okay? And we think that we're the only life that we can see from right now. We look out at the stars and... We understand how light travels. We've we got scientists that tells us the speed of light. And we can look at those stars and go, wow, each one of those stars is not a star, but it's actually a sun. And each one of those stars has its own solar system of planets that are going around it. And every one of those stars are so far away that most of them are already gone by the time we can visibly see it because they're so far away. But because they're so big, we can actually see it. Or we're so big. It's actually a time travel thing, if you think about it. So our distance, like we, we came up with the concept of time, like uh, humans. We, we were just like, listen, we need to figure out a measurement for this passing of the day so that we can get things done. And we came up with a, with a measurement of time. And upon that measurement of time, it's not a perfect system. They talk about how they have to add seconds here and there. And, you know, there's an atomic clock that sometimes is off a little bit. And, you know, you have 365 days and every once in a while you have a leap year every four years because you're like, well, we got to adjust it. You know, time is a construct. We've invented time. But it's the only thing we have to go by right now to measure. We're just now learning about gravity and about the influence of gravity and what it means to us. We're listening to Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson has come on Joe's podcast many times and talked about how we're understanding gravity fields in space and how because of gravity and because of the way gravity affects things is how he actually found some of the planets that are out there or how, we, how he actually disproved that Pluto was a planet. So that we're constantly learning about our environment around us And yet we know so little about the ocean that's right here on our planet. They're constantly finding new life that lives in the ocean. We can't even go to the depths of our own ocean. We can't even investigate it. have no idea what's in it. That's one of the things I like about the movie The Abyss. It came out a long time ago when I was a kid, but I watched it recently. It still holds up. I mean, the special effects are a little wonky for today's standards, but, you know, the story's interesting. The idea that there's alien beings living in our ocean and they're observing us. Why not? Just because we can't understand it doesn't mean it's not real. So anyway, <clears throat> let's talk about Commander David Fraser. Okay? I listen to this podcast and I'm out cutting the grass and I'm listening to him discuss this. And he's a 24-year... Uh, military veteran. He went four years enlisted in Marine Corps, uh, decided he wanted to be a pilot, got into the Navy, got into their top Top gun program, became one of the top pilots in their fleet for years. He, uh, On November 14th, 2004, he was uh, apparently flying off of the uh, USS Nimitz and had a UFO encounter. Uh, he talks about running a training program. Uh, there was a couple of Marine pilots that were out and they, you know, got on the comm and said, Hey, we've got a, we got a real life incident. We need you guys to check out. They apparently were off the coast of Encinita, Mexico, which is like a port city in Mexico, right off the Baja coast. Um, they apparently have been tracking different events that have been happening off the coast there for a while. I think what he said was like six weeks they have been tracking different sightings of things that they couldn't quite understand. And that's the idea of the UFO. UFO literally stands for Unidentified Flying Object. And they've tried to, over the years, change the acronym to, to throw off a little bit of heat from, you know, wackadoos out there that are wearing tinfoil hats and, and painting their face green. But listen, <clears throat> there's still the understanding by top-level officials, that there's things we can't explain, okay? We can't explain how we can see these things from time to time, and they're there, they fly in ways that doesn't have any rhyme or reason, they don't seem to have any backwash of a jet engine, they have no propellers, they can move left, right, up, down, you know, even you know, Commander David Frazier talks about how they came into contact with this what he calls a tic tac shaped um craft. And he said that, you know, he could visibly see something in the water, uh there was a craft above it. They started tracking the craft with a with a the the technology they have in the in the plane. Um he was saying how they had a visual on it, it was four different craft. So you got eight crew members. You got four pilots and four co-pilots. Eight crew members saw this thing, tracked it, observed it. He said the total duration of it was maybe, I think he said, uh, right at two minutes, but he said it was, it was so much that they observed. He said they got back and they compared stories and they were all the same stories. And, and he said, you know, since then the stories have gotten out of hand and people have added to it and oh, and then it did this and that and the other. And and he said, but that's not our story. Like we gave an official story and this is it. And this guy's not a he's not a tinfoil hat, paint your face green kind of guy. He's just telling you, this is what I saw. And that's it. That's all he said. This is this is what I saw. I can't explain it, but this is what I saw. And it's a fascinating story. Um, this guy, Jeremy Corbell. Uh, was on the podcast before. He's the one that brought Bob Lazar on there to tell his story. And Jeremy, you know, does his research. He's, he, you know, he's not painting his face green and wearing a tinfoil hat. But he's like, listen, there's some things we don't understand. And, and I don't mind bringing it to light. And like, listen, this has kind of turned into a passion project because uh, there's so much information out there that I keep getting. And this is not like Dan Aykroyd coming there and Dan Aykroyd's, you know, believer of everything. Anything that he hears, he's like, oh, yeah, sure. Let's believe that, too. Um, you know, he's like, listen, here's some evidence that we found. And and I just want to talk about the evidence. And he, he paints a creative story that sounds believable. And, you know, I'm into it. I mean, I dig it because I'm right on board with him. I'm like, yeah, if this is real, why wouldn't this be possible? why wouldn't it why is it so unbelievable to think that there's something operating just outside of our ability to observe he talks about these crafts moving at speeds that are uncalculable in directions that it shouldn't be able to go within an instant and how they're tracking them all over the world that they're they're all over they can observe them there's different reports of the sightings all over but no one's really, you know, nobody's getting on CNN and being like, "Hey, this is a thing," because it's so. <clears throat> it happens in situations where maybe they're using military gear to track it that they can't quite tell the public. Hey, listen, we have this this craft that can fly at this altitude at this speed, and we tracked it, and here's some information because it shows telemetry on the screen of everything that they're doing, and this thing had to wait to be declassified in order for them to to show the video. Um, it happened in 2004. And I think the video wasn't released until 2015 because by then the technology had been out there for enough people to know about it. But it's like one of those things, you're constantly coming up with new technology. And he's like, you know, here's an incident that happened. And if we had that kind of technology, it wouldn't be just for military. Like if, if this was something that the military was working on, like a black ops kind of thing, he goes, you'd see it everywhere. Because who wouldn't want to profit on it? This ability for these crafts to move the way they would move. He said, this is, this is something other. And that's the part that gets you interested. That's the part that, that, you know, makes sense to the average person who's like, I don't know. I mean, seriously, they got me into it. Um, so anyway, check out the uh, Joe Rogan podcast. Um, Commander David Fravor, Fravor. I think I said Fraser, Fravor. F-R-A-V-O-R. Um, listen, this craft, they, they measured it. It's like 40 feet long. Uh, had no wings, just, just, it's, it's interesting. It's very, I find it very interesting. I mean, um, so anyway, we're at about, uh, getting close to 20 minutes. My camera is blinking at me and I have a feeling that the battery's going to die, but I'm going to talk until it dies and then I'm going to recharge it and click back in. So let's just keep this ball rolling. Okay. Um, stuff I heard. I heard a lot of podcasts this week. I listened to a lot. I don't know how, I just got on a a roll. Um, one of it was, uh, Bert's uh, Something's Burning from YouTube. He's releasing these uncut audio versions of the, of the YouTube show. Um, I watched it last night, uh, Sebastian Maniscalco and, um, um, God, what's his name? The chef, His chef, but Joe Coy, not Joe Coy. Joe, <laughs> right now, Joe Coy's like, what? No, um, guy, what's his name? I can't believe I'm drawing a blank right now. I should have wrote that down. He's the guy that does the chef show with with John Favreau. Um, God, right now, people that are watching that have watched it are going, dude, is this guy? Anyway the guy, he's a top chef. He was a neighbor of Bert's growing up, um, years ago. They used to come over to each other's houses and cook because their kids were about the same age and they were best buddies. And, um, he has the, the Kobe, you know, trucks that go around and apparently they're really high end food. And, um, I can't think of the guy's name for some reason. Anyway, this is stuff I heard. Okay. So you can tell people that Josh is an idiot. He didn't do his research. He didn't so anyway, I watched that on YouTube, but I also listened to a previous episode on his podcast, the, the one with Todd Glass. And I find Todd Glass fascinating for a lot of reasons. Um, one of the main things is that he takes the ordinary and he amped it up just a little bit. He talks about how he has these dinner parties at his house. And he said one time he told everybody, he said, listen, you know, I want everybody to come to dinner, but bring a blue blazer. Like, you know, just I want everybody to kind of dress up a little bit. He said, so everybody went by the the local, you know, Goodwill or Salvation Army or whatever, uh, secondhand thrift store, everybody had a blue blazer on. And when they came over, they had a party. Everybody looked nice. He said, you know, in the pictures, even if you're wearing, you know, T-shirts and shorts and stuff like that, you got a nice blue blazer on. It looks looks kind of classy. He said, you know, we took pictures. And he said, but after the, after the dinner party, everybody left the blazers at my house. He goes, so I got 40 different blazers at my house, you know, different sizes and whatnot. And he said, so I would have these dinner parties later, and I would tell everybody, hey, listen, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a dressy affair. You should have a blue blazer. Listen, you know, we can we have extras in the back. Maybe you could try one on, you know. And so, he said, it just became fun to play with, you know. And, and he adds in this element of of fun and play to the different things that he does. He says he has some dinner parties where he'll hire musicians, like to play guitar or play trumpet or something like that. He said, and I'll you know I'll have them integrated into the party. I'll have fun with them. You know, introduce him to people as a friend of mine, and then at a certain point, I'll be like, "Hey, you you want to play something?" And he said, and all of a sudden, they'll pull out a an instrument, and he said, "All I need is three songs just just three songs. Learn three songs. You know, you can make a fun evening out of three songs." So, <laughs> so anyway, he's he, fascinating guy, right? Okay, so you know, in there, he also talks about you know, he had a really small apartment at one time in New York and he would invited people over and he's like, listen, I know my apartment is really small and and it's really crappy. He says, but pretend this is like on an airplane and you're going to be amazed at how much space there actually is on this airplane for this, for this room. I mean, it's amazing. So he would give him the tour of his room on an airplane as though the room in his apartment was on an airplane. And it just, it adds an extra element of fun to it, which I find endearing. I mean, it's, (laughs) It's cool. Um, Bert talks about how he's on the road and sometimes he'll go into a green room and it's got horrible lighting or horrible seating. And he said he went into one and they had a they had a lamp in there that was really nice and it kind of it set the mood for the place a little bit differently. And he was like, "Where where did the lamp come from?" And he's like, "Oh, you know, Todd went out and bought that and it's, it it kind of makes a difference in here, don't it? It really improves the lighting." He's like, it "Really does." He said, "And he got that from uh, another comedian years ago that used to do something like that." So. He, uh, <clears throat> Bert took that and kind of ran with it. He was, talks about how he was at a, a, a comedy show up in, um, Minneapolis at the mall of America. And, uh, he said, he's, he's in there and they had a really crappy couch and he was like, you know, I could buy a different couch. I got money, you know? So he walks, you know, through the mall and he finds a place that, that sells these couches and he's like, I want this couch. And so they brought the couch over and it's a really nice couch. And he goes, and I, I just, I just bought a couch and put it in the green room. Cause I figured, you know, I want to be comfortable and I figure when I'm not here, other people can sit back here and they can be like, hey, this is nice. Where'd the couch come from? Oh, you know, Bert Kreischer bought that. Oh, really? Wow, is a really nice couch. That's really cool. So, you know, they talk about, like, improving their life a little bit and, like, extending it for other people. You know, it's not one of those selfish things of I'm just going to do this for me. It's like, no, I'm, I'm going to do this and other people are going to appreciate it. It's sort of adding, adding a value back to the world and to other people's lives. So I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed the audio part of it. I watched the video when it came out, but, you know, I think it's like episode five of the Something's Burning show. Um, the The video that I watched uh, yesterday, <clears throat> they were having a cook-off between Bert and uh, Sebastian. They were grilling hamburgers, different styles, and it, it, it's funny. It's funny because they're different style of comedians. They're actually friends, even though that doesn't come across very much on the screen. Because Sebastian is very reserved. Uh, he talks about how, he says, you don't think before you talk, do you? He goes, I think about everything I say before it comes out of my mouth. <laughs> so, his, because of that, like you can tell there's different styles in the way they're cooking, too. Because Sebastian's is very calculated and Bert's is not. Bert's is just like, wow. So, anyway, um, go check it out on YouTube. Go check out the podcast. He also... um, I also watched some things on Netflix. There's a show called In the Shadow of the Moon. Um, not the main character, but one of the, like, the third-ranking guy is Michael C. Hall in the in the show. The movie was okay. It's a movie, it's, you know, there's some time travel. There's a murder mystery that has to be figured out. There's some, you know, hints to, you know, this leads to this kind of deal. And there's a reveal at the end that's like, whoa, cool but the story was just not told well enough to be great. There's just an element that just wasn't there. If you watch it, you, you're going to enjoy it, but it's, it's literally one of those things you can have on and kind of, you know, if you watch it, you're going to be like, all right, you know, out of 10, I give it a, I gave it a seven, you know, so it's okay. It's okay. There's good acting. There's good action. Um, it's just, it's not great. Like it could be great, but it's just not great. And you know, hey, they did a lot with the budget they had, I'm sure. Um the twist at the end is amazing. It's a twist that I didn't see coming. But even then they didn't they didn't like do a reveal at the end to kind of show you the full circle of what was going on, which I felt they could have. Um just there's just a little bit missing from it. If they'd have done that little bit, this would have been a this would have been a ten. So anyway, um it's called In the Shadow of the Moon. I also watched uh, Falling in Love, which I know, you know, N is I-N-N, Falling in Love. Uh, at the at the end of the day, I'm just a sappy little girl when it comes to watching, you know, heartfelt movies um, when love's involved. I'm just like, oh, that's so sweet. A oh. um, couple of good actors in it. Uh, basically, this girl, she's in New York. She's got a high-paced life. She's got a guy that's, you know non-committal a job that is falling apart and she enters a contest on the internet and wins an inn in New Zealand and she's like wow I want an inn so she goes to New Zealand and realizes oh no it's a money pit there's a lot of work that needs to be done it doesn't look like the picture but she's sort of out of options and she's like well I I guess I guess I'm going to work on this and she meets a guy turns turns out he's the love interest he's also a contractor and he's going to help her fix it there's you know there's a pushback in the beginning. you know it's the the meat the what do they call it the meat cute. they meet each other, they're like, "Oh no, I don't like you. get away and then the "Oh, I need your help, oh okay, I kind of like you." Listen, the formula is standard. The characters on the show are great. The characters enrich the show enrich the movie um it's good, it's really good. Um, you know, if you're into sappy love story kind of things, um, it's good. You're going to like it. Let's also talk about Disney with their Skyliner gondolas. Um, I talked about it before about how they had a a crash and four or five of the gondolas had kind of bumped into each other and shattered glass and the whole deal. And they did some investigating and had it shut down for a while. Apparently they're up and running again. Um, I watched the Tim tracker on YouTube. It's literally the Tim tracker. Uh, he did a, he did a YouTube video, checking it out and showing how it's working again and talked about how they spaced them out a little bit more and whatever bug it is that they had that was causing the problem. They've, they've apparently worked it out. So, you know, it's one of those things where whenever technology comes out, you don't want to necessarily be the first adapter, but you also don't want to be the last, you know, you kind of want, so, like, that's why we didn't book a trip this year. We're, we're sort of waiting until next year to go. Uh, we're thinking December next year. The weather will be nice. Um, won't be as hot. And we get to check it out and ride the gondolas and see the Star Wars stuff. The new Star Wars ride should be open next year. So, you know, yay. That's it. I'm going to wrap this up. I got my camera battery life blinking at me. and I'm right at 30 minutes. So I'm going to land in the plane, guys. If you guys have hung around, that's a good 30 minutes. Uh, try to keep the energy up, as my wife says. Keep the energy up, Josh. Um, <laughs> I love you, baby. Uh, thanks for listening. Go check out Danny's podcast. Not his podcast. Go check out his YouTube page and his Instagram, uh, Stuff I Kind of Care About. He's going to put up lots of content and keep working at it. Uh, check out my dad's page also, rpeak. Um, dad is uh, on YouTube, and he's had knee surgery but he's still getting around really quickly. Um, It's pretty interesting on Fast Forward watching him use the crutch, and he still moves pretty fast, getting a lot done. Um, Anyway, y'all take care. Thanks for listening, and cue the cow.